and welcome to the Signpost Inn podcast, a space at life's crossroads to connect with God and find direction. Pour yourself a drink, grab a seat, and join us on the back porch for a friendly conversation about Christian prayer, spirituality, and faithful theology. My name's Matt. And I'm Brandon, and we're really glad you're here. The Signpost Inn podcast is brought to you by the Signpost Inn ministry, where we offer spiritual direction, retreats and sabbatical residencies, and lots of resources and training. You can find out more about what we do and support us by visiting signpostin.org. In this episode, Matt and I bring Peter onto the back porch to discuss two big new things that we're doing, the Signpost Inn book club and our online self-paced prayer course. I'm also trying out some new podcast editing software to make my life a little easier. So if you notice any big problems, feel free to email me at podcast at signpostin.org. All right, enjoy the show. Hey, Brandon and Peter, welcome to the back porch. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, good to see you, man. You too. Hey, Peter, it's good to see you again. How have things gone in adjusting to life in Colorado since the last time we heard from you? That's a great question, Matt. It's been a while since Rachel and I were on the podcast. It's been almost three months now. A lot of exciting things have taken place, a lot of challenges and bumps, and just getting used to life in a new place, doing new things. Um, We've really seen God provide, and it's been a joy to be a part of the work that we're doing. And so despite feeling like there might be some bumps and bruises along the way, we're just really grateful to be here. And we know this is exactly where God wants us right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, and and how about you, Brandon? How are things going for you these days? I, I agree with Peter. It's been a wild ride to bring new people on and figure all the things out that we need to figure out. But at the same time, on my side of things, it's been really exciting because I've been wanting to do, I you know, my prayer for a long time has been, Lord, if you want this to go, then make it go. Expand the ministry. Bring the people who can actually help us do things that we've always wanted to do, and then also catch the vision for it and expand the vision. So Peter and Rachel have come on and been just that answer to that prayer. We've done some, we've started some really cool things. We've expanded what we can do. And to me, that's that's so exciting. When Leave and I first started out on this, the motto was stay behind Jesus, and it still is. And sometimes Jesus is moving really fast. And it's like, whoa, I feel like I'm getting dragged along the back behind him. And sometimes he's just dead still. And there's a lot of anxiety in those times. Like, is it going to work? Is it going to happen? And, and you know, Peter, you guys have only been here two months, almost three months now. And I feel like we've experienced both the speed and the stop <laughs> multiple times over already. Yeah, that would be fair to say, I think. We've been through the seasons of, yeah, of anxiety and like, oh man, things feel uncertain. And then there's been moments of like, oh man, this is as clear as day and things are full sail, full steam ahead, you know? So I'd agree with that. We've we've experienced all, all the parts. And it's not just that y'all have new people and new challenges coming your way, but now there's also new resources that Signpost In is offering that y'all are rolling out. And that's a whole other set of new things, right? Yeah, totally. And that's actually one of the things that we have, as I was talking about praying about what, what we can do and people to expand the ministry, 
that was one of the things that I really wanted and wasn't able to do. So we've got some really cool stuff that we're excited about doing now. I've finished a prayer class online, put that out. It's available now. It's a self-paced online class on prayer. Peter's launching a book club that he's going to be leading, which is actually, I'm pretty confident is unique in terms of book clubs. It's not your mama's book club, so to speak. Rachel is actually going to be leading some coffee shop conversations once a month here in the local area. And that's kind of a cool deal too, where just being available for people to just talk, create some community around the coffee shop and buy people coffee and make people feel heard. Right. Well, and I definitely want to jump in because especially as somebody who loves books, that's fascinating to me. So I, first off, I'd just like to hear from Peter about what that book club is going to be, what it's about and and why. Yeah, I'd love to share about the book club. You know, I've been looking for different ways to get plugged in and, and to offer a different type of resource for people to engage with the Ministry of Signpost in. I'm really excited to have this book club as a Ministry of Signpost in. I too am a lover of books. I love reading. Reading is like one of my favorite things. I love a good book. What I want to do with the Signpost In Book Club is to invite myself, because I need this too, but invite others to have conversations about life and faith where we bring our whole selves into the conversation. So my, my conception, I've never, full, full disclosure, for full disclosure, I've never been part of an actual book club before myself. So <laughs> maybe this kind of, I don't know if I should say that, disqualifies me from ever leading one, right? But my perception is that, you know, it's people sit around sipping tea and going, wow, isn't that an interesting thought? Yes. Hip, hip, cheerio. Like, I don't know. That's, I'm probably just offended thousands of people in book clubs around the, the nation. What I'll say is this, I'm not going to make it about anybody else. My tendency in, in life and faith is to try and systematize or rationalize things and keep it, keep my faith in the realm of my mind, right? So for me, I can read a book and easily just engage only in like, wow, that's an interesting thought. You know, I wonder how that connects to this, this, and that. Amen. That's all good stuff. And I think, I mean, obviously God has made us as rational beings to think and, and to reason through things, right? But what I want to offer in this community is a way to, to do that plus to, to bring my mind to bear on my faith and, and my life, but also to welcome my emotions, my feelings, my soul, my body into the conversation and to, to invite others to participate in that as well. So what I envision is a, a community of people gathering to talk about life and faith. And, and as we're engaging with one another and with the authors, we slow down long enough to sense Hey, there's there's something here that's kind of stirring in me. Like there's a feeling behind what I'm reading here and and I want to explore that. Why do I feel so passionately about this thing that we've just read? Or on the other hand, man, something about that really struck me the wrong way. Like I I do not like that. That made me feel defensive. And rather than just saying, "Man, this author is terrible. Like I can't believe we're reading this guy. His, you know, he's wrong." And moving on, I think it would be a really beautiful opportunity for us to ask the questions, all right, what's what's going on inside of me? What is the truth here that I'm holding on to that I care about that's causing me to react in this way, whether it's a positive reaction or negative? And so in that way, we kind of have the opportunity to do some serious interior work 
that I'm not just at dialoguing with author and with the others in the group, but I'm actually looking inside and going, huh, I recognize a defensive stance I just took. What's behind that Lord? And, and, as, and I think that the mechanism that really helps us to do this work is the group listening. So having our thoughts expressed, you know, put them outside of our own mind and others can hear them and say, wow, that's, you know, that's really fascinating. It seems like you're very passionate about that. And the, the process of healthy conversation and listening to one another brings about a, a clarity about, you know, what's going on inside. So it sounds a little bit like the book club is going to be in some ways, a lot like the Wednesday nights at the signpost in, except with maybe just a little bit more focus of we're going to explore a certain book and see where see where our discussions and our impressions go from there. Can I jump in there, Peter? I think that's true for our listeners who don't know about the Wednesday nights. That's something that we do here in Canyon City at our house. It's come over, hang out, no expectations. Every Wednesday night, we make food. You're welcome. And conversation sometimes ensues and sometimes doesn't. It's not really a, there's not a focus or a structure to it, but there is a feel to it. And I think that's the part that actually crosses over. If I'm, if, as I think about what this book club is like is, mm-hmm. is my, I think you're really right. There's a focus, but Peter, would you say it's the focus is to prompt the discussion? We subtitled the book club, the books that read us. And I feel like that's kind of the the launching point for what's how is this unique? How is this a how is this a, a particular kind of book club? Does that make sense? I think so. That that phrase, books that read us, is pretty pro- provocative. Do you do y'all want to unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, that is an interesting phrase, right? You know, we're we're reading the books, but at the same time, the books are also reading us. And I think what we mean by that is that the books show us a lot about ourselves, right? As we read these books, it's not this like sterile process where we're just taking in information. Like there's things that are happening, you know, I agree or disagree or I ponder because I'm feeling a little confused. Those are all things that are internally happening that the books are kind of prompting those responses. And in a way, if we're in tune with what's going on inside, we can read in to you know how God has created us, who we are, and, and what's going on inside my heart and my mind that I might not be otherwise aware of or have the opportunity to have this glimpse if I weren't being prompted by this author, this book. I think the thing that the book club offers beyond just reading a book and this idea of the books that read us is there's going to be an intentional space created where you're not just, as as Peter said, we're not just reading for information, but practicing kind of that contemplative stance where there's that awareness of myself, awareness of other people in the room, awareness of what's happening in the book. But the idea is to practice it together rather than just go have a reaction, have some thoughts about the book. We're trying to set up a space where we're taking it slow enough and we're being more open. And some of us are really bad at doing this, all of us, let's say, are really bad at doing this. And so we need the practice of attending to what goes on inside of me as I'm doing things, as things are, as thoughts are being had, as feelings are being, as discussions are being had, but then also being open and helping other people attend to that inside of themselves. So I'll just say it that way. Like the traditional book club, you read a book, you try to learn information, you have a discussion about it, you evaluate it. The difference here is 
intentionally setting up an environment in which the first goal is to practice together a slower and more aware kind of reading. The information is important, but the real learning that's happening is the self-awareness and then the practice of being compassionate and open to another person to help them grow in self-awareness. And then and only then can the good stuff from whatever the book is you're reading actually take root. I love that, Brandon. That's that's well-worded. I'm right on the same page. The two words that kind of come to my mind are having a compassion and curiosity, right? Just the willingness to slow down and have compassion on the things that are the feelings and thoughts that others are expressing. And and then a curiosity to say, hey, what's what's going on here, God? You know, like and dialoguing about it. So I but yeah, I totally agree with what you said. Let me be the fly in the ointment here. Because what y'all are talking <laughs> about sounds sounds interesting. But then the part of me that values my time and also doesn't necessarily love getting in groups and hearing what other people have to say <laughs> will sometimes be like, well, what book is it? What's the book? Right. And so, I mean, do y'all have a list that y'all are going to be going through? Is there something y'all are going to start out with? Because I think for me, that's going to be the hook. I think there's two questions there, Matt. The first question is the hesitancy to be, because th- we are basically setting up a place where it's, we're asking for vulnerability and trust. And that's, I'll be honest too, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the second question is, of course, what's the book? And maybe it's the other way around that will help, but, but those are the two questions that I'm hearing there. Yeah. So first off, the book that we are going to be starting with, and we'll be kind of doing it for a three-month period, is the book called Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. So that is the book that we'll be starting with. In his introduction, what has caught my attention, he kind of describes the book as a commentary on the Matthew 5.3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So if that gives anybody just a flavor of what it might be about, it's about what it might be mean to be poor in spirit and how that correlates to experiencing freedom in Christ. And Peter, if I'm not mistaken, it's also like a large portion of that book is pushing us towards the experiential process, uh, the actual action of trusting God fully, right? Like when he talks about interior freedom, what he means is something like, There is the lie of exterior freedom, that is freedom to do whatever I want, exposing that lie, but realizing that there is a kind of deeper, truer freedom when I'm truly dependent on God. I I think you're right there to highlight that part because the author writes that we can maintain our freedom in Christ because at any and every single moment of our lives, our ability to practice faith and trust in God can never be taken from us. So that's what I was hearing in what you were just expressing there, Brandon, that Yes, the, the interior freedom is that real practice of true faith. It's not an intellectual exercise or of something, but and he he unpacks it. That's what the whole book is about: is what is this interior freedom, and and how might we experience it, embrace it, practice it, and all that. So, to move to the next question, then that Matt was asking, and I think also extremely important for what we're trying to do here, if this were a class on that book, then the way I would see it is what you just told me is everything I need to know. I don't need to read the book now. I don't need to go to this book club because frankly, I already know the fact that you can't take from me my ability to trust Jesus. Done. I'm good. I don't need your class. 
<laughs> but that's why we're trying to do something different because, and, and the book itself is trying to do something different if I'm not mistaken, which is being invited to practice that with a group in the moment and notice the difficulties that you have and get support in doing it. And I think that's where the book club crosses that line into that kind of, we're asking for some vulnerability here. We're asking people to come and sure, here's the information. Trust Jesus, even when things are crappy. All right. Well, what's, what's actually hard? What freedoms do you feel are being taken from you, you know, by your sufferings and life and everything else? And what would it look like for you to really trust Jesus right here, right now with us? Yeah, yeah, that's a key piece that we want to incorporate, Brandon, in, in this group is the willingness to to pause and say, all right, right here, right now, what does this mean for me and my faith? I I recognize, you know, whatever we just read or this statement of faith, I recognize that to be true, but how do I put that into practice? Maybe even right now in the present moment with this group of people. That's the element that we would really find valuable and I think would be different than perhaps a class or a traditional book club, like you've said. I mean, it is going to mean taking some time to build the community first. And that's part of the, that, I think that's how that connects into the broader scope of what we're doing as a ministry. It's like, if we commune around a book, fantastic. If we commune around some food, great. But essentially what we're saying is I'm tired. Of, well, what I'm saying is I'm tired of talking about it. And instead of telling people they should do it, we're just going to do it. We're not going to do it critically. We're not going to be like, ooh, look at us. We're doing it great. We're just, all of that is beside the point. Now it's just, okay, here we go. Let's just have a book <laughs> and let's talk real. Yeah. Well, and I, I think what you just said makes me think of, it goes, I go back to the metaphor and the imagery of what Signpost Inn really is, which is an inn on the side of the road for all of the people that are on this spiritual journey, wherever they happen to be. And mm -hmm. we, one of the things that's so great is seeing so many people in different stages of life, in different stages of spirituality. And some of those, uh, some of those needs are different based on where they're at. We want to stay centered on the reality that God is really present in these things and that the Holy Spirit is actually operating here with us. So I kind of think of it like, imagine a, imagine a book club, or imagine a college class. There's That's a wonderful, good thing. Those are valuable. Should do them. Amen. Versus imagine reading a book with other people who are intentionally acknowledging that there is the presence of God and his voice in this room with us. And I think that's a pretty different, different way to approach it. Yeah, there's an understanding here that this isn't just a bunch of people getting together to talk to one another about ideas and faith and stuff, or even about their feelings and emotions behind faith and what, what all is going on inside of them. There's an understanding that this is a conversation between myself and others and God. God is, has to be part of that conversation and, and including him in that conversation is a huge piece of the puzzle. Well, and, and Peter, that's a perfect way to, to segue into the other offering that Signpost In has out that's now available which is your class on prayer, right, Brandon? Yeah, I, I've been wanting to do this for a while, which is put an online self-paced class on prayer out there so people can access it anytime without having to 
come to a specially scheduled workshop or something. So yeah, we've, I just got that done and it's out a couple, like a week or so ago. And it's, I'm, I'm actually pretty pleased with it. It is a, as I said, an online self-paced course that walks through the basics of what prayer is and then talks about a few different kinds of prayer that you can try to, especially if you've kind of only know one or two kinds of prayer. But then the other part of it that I'm really pleased with is it ends with a 10-day prayer guide. So kind of to kickstart your habit of prayer. And it's based off of, very loosely off of Martin Luther's work called A Simple Way to Pray, which is actually a letter he wrote to his barber, literally, when his barber asked him, hey, how do you pray? And so Luther wrote this letter to him. And it's a really sweet letter because it's it's not a it's not a work of high theology. It's a it's a very genuine from a you know from a very smart theologian to a very normal person. And that was just such an inspiration to be like, oh, you know, so many times we talk about prayer, we make it way too complicated or we never talk about it at all. That's the other thing. Like my experience is I know I'm supposed to pray, but nobody ever like really taught me anything about it. It was just pray, talk to God. I was like, okay. (laughs) So this is, this is meant to sort of bring that kind of simple, genuine, graceful way of approaching prayer to more people. Yeah. And I've actually already done the first few lessons and have been very pleased with how that's formatted and the pacing of it and the ability to take it in bite-sized chunks, not having to set aside you know, a huge chunk of your day to go and sit in front of your computer, but can literally get it, get it piece by piece. I think the longest lesson is 15 minutes. I think that's the longest one. And most of them are around five or seven. And the other thing I wanted to do was in keeping very much with what we've been talking about with the book club is not just have it be an intellectual transmission of information, but actually do some of the prayers with you. So most of the lessons end with a prayer. So if we do Lectio Divina, we guide you through that. Similarly with the Lord's Prayer, etc. There's actual practices at the end of each one. So it's not just, here is some information about prayer, but it's actually, and here's how you do it. And here's what it what it feels like. Brandon, if I can jump in, I think I, I know you've been intentional with doing the, releasing this as a self-paced course, right? And I know within, I mean, just attention that I've experienced and within our ministry is like, we desire to help people slow down, right? And and so we want to provide resources that aren't overwhelming or overbearing or, or like a urgent call, like, hey, you need this right now, like pray all the time. Like, <laughs> and we're calling people, hey, maybe you need to slow down and step away and and learn to, to, to pray and spend some time with your savior. But for me, I know I can take that pendulum and swing all the way over to like that the urgent call to prayer and I need to be doing it all the time. And so I don't know if you could like speak to that tension and how and I think the intention was with how you set up this course with the self-paced was to to not incite that urgency of and need for, you know, a complete change of your life type of thing. I don't know if that's a clear enough question, but I'll lob that to you. I think that's a clear question, at least in my mind. It makes me think of two things, which is one, I actually really resisted the idea of making an online self-paced course. And the main reason for that is it's unavoidable for that kind of a course to feed into our information gleaning 
kind of mm-hmm. tendencies where we where we're you, you play the video on double speed or you, listen, <laughs> you know or you listen yeah. to your podcast on double speed or you skim the book and the, because you know we are in this kind of moment cultural moment where we tend to oh man you could get me started on this for a long time but we are essentially hunters and gatherers with information even though we're really intelligent and we have all these fancy tools and technologies in a lot of ways it's kicked us back into the stone age where we're now what we're doing is hunting and pecking for information and we're not actually learning and ingesting and growing mm-hmm. with the stuff we're just picking things out so you play your podcast on double speed because all you really want to know is the answer to the one question, right? Just give it to me and move on. So I, I kind of resisted doing this self-paced thing because it, it's so easy to just be like, okay, skim that video, skim that video, skim that video. Well, I mean, you just, you got my mind racing with with the metaphor, which you always do because you have great metaphors. <laughs> but the idea of being, yeah, we're in the information age, but we are living in the information age in the way we did in the stone age. Wow. And and the key things to remember about the Stone Age is it's a very dangerous place and you're all you're concerned about is your survival, finding what you, finding safety and finding your next meal. And wow, is that ever true of our current life, especially our spiritual and intellectual life? I mean, essentially the life of the soul, right? That's the way 21st century Americans are living. And I don't know, you, you, that's just really profound. You just mm. nailed it. I think the way that I'm hoping this class can counteract that a little bit is first, when we discuss what prayer is, I'm very intentional about bringing it back to being what God does first and something that we receive rather than something that we are doing in order to make a transaction with God or get something out of God or put us in the right relationship with God. So prayer in its most broad definition is God engaging, interacting, and speaking to us and us listening. And God does that on account of Christ with such grace, with with such compassion, with such gentleness, and frankly, with a whole lot of slowness. Hmm. So at the beginning of the course, that's really what we focus on is shifting our lens on prayer from some sort of system that I have to turn on and do right to it being a response to the constant love and presence of God. Wow. The other way I want to counteract, as you said, Peter, and like what we're talking about is that kind of urgency that I have to whew, hunt and peck is by doing some of the prayers with you. So for example, the speed at which we do some of the prayers and the experience of those prayers with you in the course gives you a little flavor of, this is a graceful thing. There are not accomplishments that need to be achieved here, but rather a reality that that I can be aware of. Luther has this fantastic line that I just have to say, which blew my mind when I read it the first time. He's talking about praying the Lord's Prayer. And he says sometimes he's he gets to one of the spots, one of the petitions in the Lord's Prayer, and he says that the Holy Spirit will so fill his mind with good thoughts about this petition that he just stops praying the rest of the Lord's Prayer and lets the Holy Spirit preach. Because as he says, one sermon from the Holy Spirit is better than 10,000 things that I could say. 
And that is the, like bringing us, bringing myself, bringing the reader, bringing the person in the class to that moment is what's behind the 10 day prayer guide. Like that's the idea. Yes, there's a format to it, but the goal is to create opportunities for that to happen so that your prayer life is less a run through it by rote and more of a, all right, Lord, here are really solid biblical truths to contemplate and boom, maybe you might have something to say to me. Yeah, I, I actually, that was the lesson I just finished and I really loved the, I really loved the fact that you can give yourself permission to let the Holy Spirit intercede for you or preach to you and not feel the pressure to finish the, finish the, the job, finish the task, which is, oh, I need to, I'm going to pray the Lord's prayer out of spiritual discipline, out of, out of spiritual practices and just being okay with letting God interrupt that. And you're not going to regret when he does, it's going to be awesome. I'm really enjoying this conversation. The spiritual hunter gather image is so contrary to what we're invited to by Christ, right? I mean, I think of Psalm 23, there is no gathering or hunting. The table is spread, right? You know, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Like what is more opposite of that? I need to hunt and, and get what I need. And just this perspective that I'm, I'm hearing you, you emphasize, Brandon, that prayer is not our hunting for God. It's, it's our response to the table that's spread. And we sit down and, and notice his presence and say, oh, thank you. Thank you. I want to be here with you. Um, so I, man, that's just rich. That's really rich and valuable for me. Yeah. I think we should, we could probably end on this. The image that comes to my mind is in a really interesting and good way. Prayer is not us hunting for God. It's a surrender to the reality that we are constantly being hunted by God. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for these new resources that are available here at the end. I'm excited to see what people get out of them. I really hope that people will email us and share what they've been learning and what they're getting out of it. And thank you to the guests that have been listening in with us here on the back porch. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus Christ go with you wherever the road takes you. Amen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit us at signpostend.org. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter and we'll send you a free ebook. Also, a big thanks to all of our supporters. Signpost N is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and we exist only because of our generous donors who make everything we do possible. Please consider supporting us with your recurring donation. Visit signpostn.org slash donate.